0: Hi, little D's. Welcome back to Barely Bearable. I'm your host, Danny Romanello. Okay, I won't say it like that again. Um, This is my second time doing this because our garbage truck decided just to park it outside my house and just be loud as fuck. So we're back. They're gone. Hopefully they don't come back. And yeah, how have you guys been? It's been um, I, I'm recording this episode three weeks in advance because I got so much Shit done. I I recorded three episodes in two weeks, which is really nice because it usually takes me a while to do so. But um, I've been fucking hauling ass, so I think I've been getting better at this. So just bear with me. Um, a lot has been going on right now. Nothing uh wrong, but um right, and I'm in the process right now of deleting my Instagram. So I had to take everything off my Instagram. I had to take my my actual stuff off my Instagram. All my tagged photos I wanted, all my stories and all the stuff I saved. So it was a lot of work. Danny, why are you deleting your Instagram? You know what? That's a really good question. Thank you for asking. Well, I'm not going off of it completely. I'm making a new one. Um it's gonna be Danny Romanello two O's at the end. Because I had this Instagram for almost ten years and you know, in that time I've you know, I've grown, I've, you know, what am I trying to say? I've probably said shit I regretted on Instagram and comments or something. I mean, I've commented on celebrities' photos, literally choke me daddy. So I just want to clean up my act and I'm just getting new Instagram because who knows if, you know, Danny, you're not verified. You're not a celebrity. You're right. That's correct. I am not a celebrity and I'm not verified. but in case that I do get there, which I'm probably will bitch, let's face it, um, I want to be ready for it and um, I don't want to have to explain why I'm harassing these older um, actors <laughs> on Instagram. so I decided to delete it because it just doesn't look right. you know, who knows if I'm at a party with X, Y, and Z. And I was like, hi, yeah, my comment that I made, like, 12 years ago when I was drunk, came all the way back to the surface, all the way up, and I said, choke me, daddy. So, um, that's why I deleted my Instagram. So, this is a, you know, this is a learning experience. You know, don't say, don't comment stupid shit, because it's gonna come out, and it's gonna come out, and... Your favorite celebrity might put out a restraining order against you. Not that that happened. (laughs) It didn't happen. Although, I guess my biggest celebrity crush, you're never going to guess this, uh, he is from the Mindy Project, which I don't even watch. Uh, It's Chris Messina. He plays uh, Daniel Castellano on that show. He was also in Sharp Objects. He's like this hot Long Island Italian guy that I just... I just picture us having kids together danny that's creepy i know but he's married he has kids i'm in love with him but um i doubt he's listening to the show so hopefully he doesn't put out a restraining order against me but i'm actually really grateful that he didn't have instagram because who the fuck knows what i would have said to him on instagram (laughs) but besides my irrational fear of my favorite celebrities blocking me on instagram Nothing has really changed. Well, actually I'm I'm going to be in New York for one week and um yeah, my friend is in LA and I get to stay in his apartment in Hell's Kitchen. He's like 10 blocks from Central Park, ish. And um I'm just going to run around New York City and just have fun. Um yeah, so that is is what's going on right now. Oh, I've been eating, I guess drinking this new thing for breakfast. It sounds disgusting but hear me out. It's really fucking good. So it is coffee. It's ice. It's banana, peanut butter. And here's the last thing you're going to get grossed out. Bear with me. It's, um, I think it's, it's a half a cup of spinach. I know it sounds gross, but you don't even taste it. And all you taste is the coffee the banana and the p- wow Danny that's really interesting why don't you tell us that again okay listen give me a break I like to you know start every episode with like a banter and just you know I'm, I'm doing this by myself I mean I don't have a co-host to be like how was your weekend Gary you know so I have to just make do with what I have oh my god my friend um, I'm not gonna say her name she called me out well I guess I outed myself because I said I knew she didn't listen to my podcast, and I was like, you know, I talk shit about you in one of the episodes, and she goes, you do? I was like, yeah, I talk about you, so she fucking listened to every episode, and she found it. It's the Pumpkin Spice episode where I talk about um my friend having the coronavirus, and I said, yeah, bitch, of course you have it. You go out and about like there's no pandemic, so um she called me up, but she was a good sport about it, so if you're listening to this, I love you, and you know. I like to, you know, make fun of everybody. So thank you for being a good sport and drag me. I love when people drag me. So I encourage you to drag me. Just don't fucking touch my hair. Seriously. So do you want to hear some spooky shit? Because I know you click this episode for that spooky shit. So you know what? I'm here to give you that spooky shit. So without further ado, here is that spooky shit. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about one of the most haunted houses that you probably heard of about, uh, the Amityville Horror House. you probably seen the movie, uh, the most recent one with Ryan Reynolds. God, he was fucking hot in that. So let's get into it, shall we? So Amityville is located 45 minutes away from New York City. Um, it's a wealthy town that's located on a bay. It's very beachy. There's pubs, there's fishermen, there's boats. It's, you know, all that fishy jazz. Fishy jazz. You know, it's like a fisherman town, kind of. So in 1965, the DeFeo family moved from a cramped apartment in Brooklyn to Amityville. The American dream, you know, the burbs, all the white picket fences and all that beautiful shit. So the house was a beautiful three-story colonial home that was on a canal, that went into a bay, so like I said, Fishy Town. The family consists of the father Ronald DeFeo Sr., uh, the mother Louise DeFeo, the son Ron Jr., A.K.A. Butch. People call him Butch. Um, the daughter Dawn, another daughter Allison, son Mark, and the youngest son John Matthew. His name is. So um. Ronald Sr. worked for his father's car dealership in Brooklyn. So the mother's father, um, he made a fuck ton of money, like a ton of money. They were swimming in money. The family wasn't very liked when they moved to um, Amityville. They didn't really fit in the South Shore vibe. It was uh, very waspy and white. And the DeFeos were just loud, Italian, proud. And, you know, they ate good food, I'm sure. Not like the wasps there. Um, so obviously the the family was rumored to be in the mafia. And I heard that's actually true. Um, I don't know if it's true. But that's what I heard. I don't want to get sued by their relatives. So um, the father, Ronald, uh, Ron Sr., was mentally and phys- physically abusive to his wife and kids. Um, the father was especially abusive cruel to the eldest son ronald jr aka butch um butch wasn't very liked at school he was a high school bully and he was he was a drug addict let's face it and he was just like a spoiled rich kid he um would just do drugs and he ended up dropping out of school i think his senior or junior year so um the family just you know they tried to get him therapy but it didn't work out so they just threw money at the problems. They even gave him a fourteen thousand dollar boat, which um I did the inflation on a calculator, and fourteen thousand dollars in nineteen seventy three is roughly eighty thousand dollars. So I mean they're rich. I mean if you get your kid eighty thousand dollar anything like, that's that's insane. So um Butch, like I was saying, he um he was a gun collector he loved cars drugs and women by 1970 he dropped out and started doing heroin he um, would work for his father's business once a week once a week and his father gave him 500 dollars a week allowance which I did the um, calculation that's that's about three thousand dollars a week he was making for working one day a week that's not a bad gig I would do that and I would have time to work on my podcast, so that sounds pretty sweet to me. So I wrote, Mo' Money, Mo' Problems. Because isn't that the truth? So the father was super hard on his kids, and he was just super abusive. One day, he was beating the shit out of his wife, and um Butch came downstairs and took a, a shotgun, aimed it at his face, and pulled the trigger. Well, the gun wasn't loaded. Crazy. Because you know things would have ended very differently had he killed his father that night. So uh, Butch was constantly getting arrested. He was very naughty. By 1974, Butch was thought to have cleaned up his act. So the father gave him five days a week at the at the at the um, car dealership. So he was doing great. But um, one day. The father asked him to take these, this $20,000 and deposit it in the bank. Well, Butch uh, said he was robbed at a light and the robbers took all the money. And then the police interrogated him. Then he broke down and said, yes, I spent all the money on X, Y, and Z. So, I mean, he was a piece of shit, of course. So this um, So maybe two weeks after this incident... In the early hours of November 13th, 1974, which that was a Wednesday. I looked it up. I did my research. Uh, The family was sound asleep. Uh, Butch was 23 23 years old at the time. He murdered his whole family. So I'm going to walk you through it. He walked into his parents' room. He shot his father, who was 44, twice in the back. Uh, one bullet hit his kidney and the the other bullet hit his spinal cord so he died pretty much immediately um, then he shoots his mother Louise who's forty two in the the back twice so they were saying that the way her body was she was on her back as well but the way her body was turned they're assuming that she obviously woke up to the the gunshot and you know was seeing what was wrong and you know and you know what who knows if if she knew it was her son because you know it was probably very dark who knows if he had a mask on so there's just a lot of questions that were not answered and i won't get to that later so after he kills his mother he goes into the youngest brother's room mark who is 12 i'm sorry one of his brother's rooms he's 12 mark and then he shoots him in the back kills him goes to his youngest brother's room who's nine and he shoots him and he dies. He then walks into his um, youngest sister's room, Allison, shoots her point blank in the face. Lastly, he walks into his, sister's, his uh, older sister's room, um, she's 18. He shoots her point blank in the face, blowing off her left side of her face. So he killed all of his family members within 15 minutes. So the next day uh Butch goes to work at six a m and on um, on his way to work, he throws all of his bloody clothes in a storm drain in New York um so at work he kept calling home and making a scene like and being loud saying, "I don't know why my father's not here he hasn't um he hasn't answered my phone calls uh maybe he's sick. let me call the house so you know you fucking kill them obviously, so he's you know just playing this acting card and playing the victim so um he said work was very slow that morning so he left by 12 he went to his friend's house they ended up going to the mall then he left the mall and then bought drugs he then after that on his bender he went to a bar at like around 6 six thirty, and he told everyone in the, and um he told everybody in the bar that you know, it's really weird that his, no one's answering the house phone. So at 6.30, I'm sorry, at 6 o'clock, he tells everybody, you know what, I'm going to go home to check on my family. And this bar is like a couple of miles from the house, so it's relatively close. So at 6.30, he runs into the bar. He returns from this house and screams, somebody shot my parents. Well, he goes, I think somebody shot my parents. So a couple of people from the bar went with him to his house to find his whole family dead because i mean hypothetically you know he did find them shot dead wouldn't your first reaction to be number one to call the police number two to check on your siblings so like right there that's not it doesn't make sense to me so um butch told the police that the family did a lot of business with the mafia and he thinks that it was a mafia hit and he even gave a name of a mafia man named Louis Fellini, which I don't know if he actually exists because I never heard of that name. Um, also, the mafia doesn't touch family. So, like, the mafia would never touch your kids or your wife. They would never, ever touch a child. So that's ruled out. There's In the history of the New York mafia, they have never touched a kid but i mean obviously if you're you know in the mafia let's say my father's in the mafia and i work for my father and i'm in the mafia too and you know we do our our mafia stuff um i'm i'm in the mob so i'm i'm a target but if i'm like you know if i'm a male nurse they're not going to touch me because i'm not really a part of the mafia but um if you're in the mob man any all bets are off but kids are off limits. Actually, really quick, I did uh, a little research on this and there has been in the Sicilian mafia one 12-year-old boy that was murdered because his father was going to confess to the they were going he was going to testify in court against this mafia family and they they kidnapped 12-year-old Giuseppe Di Matteo. And this is in 1993. And um, they tortured him for two years and dissolved his body in acid. So I guess, you know, the New York Mafia does not do that. But the Sicilian Mafia, I guess all bets are off. That's very sad. I should probably do an episode on the Mafia, the Italian Mafia. Um, I just think it's a very fascinating topic. And it was obviously very big in New York back in the day. But still, killing a whole family is very unlikely, um, especially with the New York Mafia. But anyway, this is a side note. I hope you enjoyed that little note. So, um, while they they while the FBI... I'm sorry. So, the police had no reason not to believe him. So, they took him into... Po- um, oh, my God. I can't talk. So, the police had no reason not to believe Butch. So, they took him him into protective custody meanwhile the police searched the house to find evidence and you know clues they found an empty box for a recently purchased gun that was a 35 caliber level action marlin th- six i'm sorry three 360 rifle so this is the same exact gun that killed the whole family so boom i mean you got your fucking man right there. So Butch changed his story saying that Louis Fellini put a gun to his head and made him shoot the family one by one. Which kill me, I'm not killing my family. You know what I'm saying? It's like that's a weird it's not a thing. Um, he then broke down and admitted to the murder, saying once I started I couldn't stop. It just went so fast. And it was it was in the span of less than fifteen minutes, he murdered his whole family. He was uh, charged for the murders. Um, people, you know, questioned what really happened that night. So I wrote my notes. I have a bunch of things. So number one, how did he shoot everybody in the house without waking up the others? You know, like wouldn't it? Wouldn't you have escaped if you heard gunshots? Um, people originally thought that Butch drugged the whole family. But um, that was proven untrue. They, they all had, uh, they were all drug tested in their autopsies, and there was no drugs in their systems. Um, also the rifle they used is the, I'm sorry, the rifle he used is super loud. Like I, I heard you could hear it over a mile away, and he shot, I think, over eight shots. So how did nobody on the street hear that? Um, I think it was raining that night, but still, regardless, you would still have heard that. Um, so, yeah, and um, maybe there was a silencer, but they proved that that was untrue as well, that there was no silencer. Another speculation, he probably said, guys, there's there's someone in the house, stay in your rooms. And um, he just, you know, picked them off one by one um, and made them lay on their backs. But, I don't know. It just seems very sketchy to me, if you ask me. Years later, Butch said that Dawn helped him kill the family. And also, he, he even said Dawn killed the dad, then the mother killed everybody else, so then he killed the mother. I mean, it's just obviously not true. Um, so, do you want to get to the haunted part? So, a year later, George and Kathy Lutz bought the house for $80,000 which is a steal um when they moved in the DeFeo's furniture was still there all the bloody all the bloody mattresses were just taken and I'm sure like you know their spoons and stuff was wasn't there I mean that would be fucking weird but still regardless like I would I would feel really uncomfortable in a house actually yeah I I couldn't do that this woman on my street died in the 90s and um she just died of natural causes and i I remember seeing like you know obviously it's been bought and there's kids that live in the house and you just think like do they know that a woman died there i definitely could not live in a house where somebody got murdered in i think my mind would just go rogue and i would just you know hear any little thing in the house any kind of creak, i would be like oh i'm going to die well i do that now but i mean i think i would actually think the house is haunted even though it's not or maybe it is and i you know maybe i'm right but um i couldn't do it i mean and the fact that like if someone got murdered in your house and you have kids they're gonna tell your kids eventually i mean someone's gonna tell your kids eventually in school and be like you live in that house where that guy got shot in the face and then i have to lie to my kids and it's like a whole fucking thing see people you gotta think ahead But hypothetically, if someone died in my house of natural causes, I don't know. I I still don't think I could do it, even though if I got a good price on it, depends if it's like a waterfront house, you know, I would fucking bless the shit out of that house. I would have like literally sage bonfires in my house every day. Say the fuck out of my waterfront property. Mm Mm-mm. No siree. Fucking Ghostbusters up in this bitch. So George and Kathy knew about the murders before they moved in, because uh, it's a law. You have to tell someone before you move in if someone got shot, I mean, or if someone got murdered there or died. So um, they moved in with their three kids, and they even had a priest bless the house. So they were like, okay, we're good, we're golden. I doubt they told their kids that, though. I mean, about, and why would you say that? Hey, a little girl got murdered in your bedroom. It's like. I am assuming that, you know, they did not tell the kids because, well, I guess, you know, they're going to hear it eventually at school. You know, you live in that spooky house. You live in that spooky house. I don't know why I said it like that. (laughs) Um, So the priest came in to bless it and he claims that a ghost slapped him and he heard voices saying, get out. Side note, if I ever die young, actually, if I die in general, I'm going to fucking haunt wherever I am. I'm going to be like the gay Beetlejuice. I mean, you're going to get out of the shower and there's going to be dicks drawn on the mirrors. I'm going to just fucking... depends. I could be a nice ghost or a bad ghost. If you piss me off, you do something I don't like in the house, you're going to stub your toe. And you know what? That was me. I did that. I would fucking... Oh my god, I would be, I'd be a real motherfucker if I was a ghost. So, y'all better hope I don't die and you sure as fuck better not murder me because i will fucking haunt all of you or maybe just my murderer and i will make their lives a living hell but i i think i'd be a good ghost too like if i liked you i would like help you find your phone i would help you find your keys because that's all i lose all day um i would i would maybe tidy up and just like ah, who am i kidding i don't even fucking clean my room um i i think i'd be nice would you want me as a ghost in your house Oh, that's a weird question. So the Lutz family only lasted 28 days. So in that in that 28 days... Oh, okay, so they only lasted 28 days, and they left all their stuff behind. So all their clothes, everything. So in that time, they said doors would open and close randomly, and windows would lock and unlock. There'd be clouds of flies... And walls would bleed, and there would be random green slime. Um, I would be out. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have lasted 28 days if any of this should happen. Um, they would see hooded figures outside at night. Um, the father was possessed at one point. The house smelled of decay and death. Things would move on their own, like random objects and whatnot. Uh, the kids would wake up with scratches on them. And the mother said she actually levitated one night. So, mm, I would be fucking out if that happened. Any of that stuff happened. So the youngest, Lutz, child uh, made a friend, actually, at the house. An imaginary pig named Jody, who was demonic with red eyes. It's, like, very random. Like, why wouldn't it be, like, a little ghost girl? It's a fucking pig. I don't know. I, I don't find that scary actually the movie is obviously fabricates a lot of it but um in the movie uh jody is the little ghost girl that you know jody was i'm assuming was allison um you know allison DeFeo that was shot by her her brother so in the movie there's a little ghost girl with a bullet wound in her head and um she hangs out with uh the youngest lutz daughter and um yeah, so you could see her in the movie. So it's very different, you know, the book and the movie and um, the actual haunting. And the father would wake up every night at 3.15 a.m. And that's the time the murders took place. So um, they only lasted 20 days, like I said, and they left the house with all their stuff. Um, they wrote the book Amityville Horror, and it made over... They sold over six million copies, and I think there was like three or four films done. The Lutz... I hate this part. This is a really bad part. If you don't want to hear this, turn this off. The Lutz family admitted that it was all fake. So supposedly Butch DeFeo's lawyer came up with this um, elaborate plan, and in court he had said that that Butch was uh, possessed by... A demonic force or something in the house so then i think the lawyer uh planted this seed in their the lutz's family's head and said you know just go with this and you know what and ended up working for the lutz family but um butch is still in prison so he that motherfucker could rot there and stay there well thank you for listening little d's um Yeah, I hope you enjoy that spooky shit. We're, I guess the next episode we're going to be in November, so um, I don't know what we're going to talk about. I mean, I love talking about that spooky shit, but once again, this isn't a true crime podcast. It's kind of, it's like a mixed bag, you know, when you get a bag of Skittles and you take a random one, sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, but most of the time they're good because they're Skittles, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm like Skittles i don't know i don't know what the fuck i'm saying anyway um thank you for listening have a good week yeah